0: Are you experiencing peace this morning? Are you possessed of the peace which passes all understanding? I'm Carmen LaBerge. You're listening to Mornings with Carmen here on the Faith Radio Network. Peace is a duet. Peace um, is not a solo act. And um, that's a a quote from the late Rabbi Jonathan Sachs. Um, Peace does not persist if all parties are not um, interested in it. There are actually two words in Hebrew for um, for the concept and the reality of peace. One is koash, and koash is the strength that you need to win a war. And then um, gavura, gavura, is the courage you need to make peace with the one with whom you have warred. And so um, both kinds of strength are necessary um, in different Periods of time and points of history, but it it's definitely um a duet peace is peace is not possible if only one party is interested in it. I share all that to um <clears throat> to share with you this morning that the temporary truce between Israel and Hamas expired, and um the Israeli military then announced it would resume um, combat operations in gaza um Hamas actually violated the, uh, the, the agreement first by firing toward Israel. Um, Hamas did release eight Israeli prisoners on Thursday. That is two fewer, two as in the number two, two fewer than the agreed upon daily number that would, um, result in an ongoing conversation about hostage, hostages being released by Hamas and, um, Palestinian prisoners being released by Israel in order to maintain a ceasefire or to extend it. Um, So the news is going to be bad. I'm just warning you in advance. The news is going to be bad uh, about what's unfolding there. Douglas Murray writes for the Free Press. He is embedded in Israel, um, and he wrote this about the strategic dilemma that Israel faces the pause he's talking there about the pause in kinetic fighting uh the cessation of uh, of of bombs and um an active idf um clearing of of tunnels and seeking seeking out hamas leadership and terrorists the pause strengthens hamas he says and it weakens israel and so some people say that the israelis should be less sentimental that that's in reference to why would you worry so much about a few hundred hostages when what you really need to be doing is making sure that Hamas can never um, attack Israeli civilians again. But then Douglas Murray says, but when you see the footage of a child running back to his father's arms, well, you think about that again. And then you have to think of both things at once. So holding two thoughts in tension at the same time um, is, is the ongoing conversation that we need to be having Douglas Murray continues in his coverage. He says the jihadists say they will win because they love death more than we love life. But I think they are wrong. Israel, he says, will win precisely because they, we, love life. The Jews are ordered by God to choose life, even in the face of death. The enemy can't stop the great surge for life that comes up everywhere here in Israel, even in these days. The units I visit have unity and morale of a kind you would barely think possible because everybody now knows that the alternative to war is, well, constant massacre, and you cannot live with that. So again today, let us uh, pray for the peace of Jerusalem and all that is unfolding in the Middle East. Now let me ask you today, um, do you feel shiny? And you may say, wow, not after that, like, right? Oh, after that, I I feel burdened. I feel the encroaching darkness of the world. I feel, um, I might even feel a little bit guilty about being shiny or celebrating or putting up my Christmas decorations or, right? no, no, no. We, we live with the tension, both things true at one time. We talked with Daniel DeWitt uh, just a few moments ago about tear-stained joy, the reality that we we live in the midst of the already and the not yet. But if you feel like uh, you've lost a little of your shine, um, I want you to uh, be encouraged uh, a little later today in our conversation with Kim Dolan Leto. We're gonna talk about um, what's throwing shade on our shine and what we can proactively do to get our glow back. So I want you to stick around for that conversation. Right now, we're gonna talk with our friend Adam Holtz from Focus on the Family's Plugged In for those of you who spend um, all your time listening to Faith Radio, do you ever wonder, what is the rest of the world listening? Well, the rest of the world got their Spotify wrapped updates this week. And apparently it's like the the number of minutes that you spent listening um, on Spotify and then either to music or to podcasts. And so um, I thought I should check my Spotify wrapped update. Mine is zero because I don't listen. <laughs> I don't. I don't I don't listen on Spotify. So uh, apparently this personalized summary of your Spotify listening stats, um, if you don't actually listen to stuff on Spotify, well, it's zero. That's surprising. No one. Right. Taylor Swift was number one globally. Um, She had twenty six point one billion streams. Um I, by the way, did not have that many. You did not stream my uh, podcast nearly that many times. So you know, let's get working on that together. How, how about how about that? All right, Adam Holtz is going to join us next. We're gonna talk about um, a number of media related headlines. And yes, I'm definitely asking him what is his Spotify wrapped update. You're listening to mornings with Carmen. Adam Holtz is joining us now. Uh, Apparently, Adam, um, I don't have as many downloads, uh, many streams as Joe Rogan.
1: (laughs) Is that right? I'm guessing you don't have a $50 million contract with Spotify either.
0: He's, oh, oh, interesting. Yes, they're probably promoting him. Yeah, that's probably true. They're probably not (laughs) promoting Mornings with Carmen, which is probably. No,
1: (laughs) nor are they promoting the Plugged In Show, which is my podcast. But there you you go. There We're you up go. To okay. 10,000 10, downloads a month. So I'll take it.
0: I love that. What <laughs> yeah. is your Spotify wrapped? Is it a, and, it, and am I supposed to be asking, what, is it your score? Is it your, or is it just called your Spotify wrapped?
1: Well, I think that's what it's called. And I say I think because I don't use Spotify at all. Yeah. So, so me either.
0: There you go. I, okay. Uh,
1: okay. I have, I have two answers here. The, the real answer is zero. I'm a big zero but I was talking to my kids and they were all comparing notes with their friends. And my daughter, one of her best friends had 167,000 minutes of of listening. Like, no, I just did the math and it works out to 19 minutes out of every hour this year. And, I'm like, how is that like even? Even the hours possible? that you're
0: sleeping, maybe, well, maybe she's it. just like running it while she's sleeping. Yeah,
1: no, I, I couldn't figure it out, and I said, well, mm. she has to be listening during school, and and my daughter said, well, yeah, of course, she has her, you know, her AirPods in twenty four seven, but just mm. I think that it's it's illustrative of um where we're at in the culture. That what we're getting with the internet is the promotion of, forgive the promotion here, always being plugged in, right? Like you're literally, you're jacked into the internet continually. Uh, And it's possible that I'm misremembering the number, but it was a staggering number that I immediately thought, that's mathematically impossible, um but that's where the the world that our kids are growing up in today as just this is the normal existence and i think it's it's something for all of us to grapple with
0: um all right let's do um let's do some year-end youtube picks this comes this yes. comes from plugged in.com best of youtube 2023.
1: <clears throat> yeah so i will just say that we review youtube channels which you may not uh, be aware of because obviously YouTube remains one of the most significant things out there. And and we do everything. We do trendy stuff. We do really problematic stuff. But we try to find some picks that are positive as well. So I'm just going to rattle through these pretty quickly. Uh, and these are the names of channels. So we have Outdoor Boys, which is pretty much exactly what it sounds like it is about a family that loves being outdoors and adventuring and they have a little over five million subscribers and geography king um, is about um dealing with making geography cool and if you've ever had a child who has grouse at you know you know i have to memorize all the capitals in you know the caribbean this week uh this is a cool channel because it really deals with geography and it and it takes a deep dive you know if you're taking a vacation somewhere you can learn about that place so a uh, fun little channel uh simon's channel is an animated art channel um and we described it as the modern day equivalent of opening the newspaper to the funny pages now you may laugh you may actually still open a newspaper to the funny pages but obviously the younger generation is not you know with rare exceptions reading newspapers so uh it it has that kind of vibe to it and townsend's uh, t-o-w-n-s-e-n-d-s um is a, a food channel um but it's not your cooking channel it's run by john townsend and he is seeking to educate viewers about an 18th century lifestyle how they cook (laughs) how they build homes how they made ovens um so much fun and then art for kids hub uh is sort of a crafty arty um catalyst if you will and again if you have ever felt like you were out of ideas for what your kids can do on christmas break uh this would be a great place to go and i think it's a great reminder that as much as we sometimes are critical of and and I think rightly so the you know the vast quantity of screen time and what you can find there there is incredibly creative redemptive imaginative stuff on YouTube and on the internet in general if you know where to look and so we want to you know give you some help in identifying those things for your family
0: that is so good and that is so helpful um all right Um, beating YouTube's algorithms. What do I? What do I need to know about that? And how can I do it?
1: Well, we have a step-by-step guide. uh, That what does that mean? Let's start
0: with that. Let's start with that.
1: Well, what is it? Why do I need the the
0: algorithm? Yeah. Okay.
1: The algorithm is it's a fancy word for program, really, and the program that every one of these online well everything every there's algorithms for everything, basically every you know, keystroke that you make online is being observed by somebody. <laughs> let's, um, just, let's
0: just imagine for a moment, because of all the stuff that I Google for in preparation for the show. Right. Let's no, just Google imagine. Is so confused. Like Google is like, who? who is she even? Like, what, what is it, she what, doing? Who is she? Like, what is going on over there? Yeah.
1: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I just by way of, of a little window into the weirdness of my job we had somebody write in and suggest that we had missed some gay content in Trolls um, band together, which is in theaters. And so I was Googling things like, is Floyd from Trolls gay? And um, I can't wait to see the things that Google is going to start sending me because I wanted to know if this troll was gay or not. And the answer is probably, but we don't know for sure. So there you go. Um, anyway, the algorithm on YouTube and on any social media platform um, is watching you and they will send you more of what you're interested in. So whatever you look at, you know whether it's something goofy, whether it's something political, whether it's something spiritual, you're going to get more of that and the algorithm sends you stuff based on likes and based on subscriptions from other people who are producing similar content. And YouTube has a feature that you can enable or disable that will just automatically start the next similar video. So that's the first thing you can do is you can disable the auto load. Uh, But Mm -hmm. Emily works on or Emily tells us how to step-by-step go to YouTube and hit pause and basically tell the algorithm, okay, please stop. Okay. Just, I don't want you to automatically assume that I want more of X, Y, Z. And, and I will say the algorithm is so good that it will often send you stuff that you're like, oh, wow, I'm glad that it sent me that. But you know, the inherent problem is if you have 12 hours in a day with nothing to do, the algorithm is going to keep feeding you the next serving of whatever is similar for as long as you want to consume it. So it's baseline assumption is continuous consumption. And so Emily has some instructions in this blog uh, down the YouTube rabbit hole on, on how to, to press the pause button. And the rabbit hole here in question was concerned that YouTube was actually Radicalizing people because it would send them more, you know, radical or extreme content if they watched one thing that was categorized in that way.
0: Mm. So fascinating. <coughs> All right. That is so yeah. fascinating. Yep. Um, All right, we're going to continue our conversation here with Adam Holtz in just a moment. Um, Apparently, Taylor Swift turned her tour into a movie, and then last night she supported Beyonce at the London premiere of her movie, Renaissance. Adam saw it. We're going to ask him about that next. You've heard it said that it only takes a spark to get a fire going. You've also heard it sung, let there be peace on earth and let it begin with me. Well, what about hope? What about hope? What does it take to get hope sparked? And what does it take to get hope moving uh, around the world? I got a hope hat. I got a hope shirt. I got a hope bumper sticker. I know a ministry of hope. I know people who need hope. But how do we actually give hope beyond bumper stickers and theme songs and ball caps? How do we help other people discover the hope that is real, substantial and enduring? My guess is one reason you listen to this podcast is, well, it delivers hope. So as you're thinking about giving gifts this Christmas, have you considered giving others the gift of hope? You can give hope this season by supporting Faith Radio's Give Hope for Christmas campaign by sharing your story of hope at MyFaithRadio.com because hope begets hope. Pass it on. (laughs) Hey, our friend Adam Holtz is here from Focus on the Families Plugged In. Uh, Taylor Swift apparently jumped out <coughs> to London to support Beyonce at the London premiere of her Renaissance, uh, a film by Beyonce. Did you? Is that where you saw it as well?
1: Uh, I Unfortunately, I was not in <laughs> London last night. Uh, I was at uh, Cinemark, um, or as I jokingly More like you- to call it. Stay with me because you're going to get a little bit of dad humor here. I like to call it Cinemark of the Beast. Um,
0: and, you know, <laughs> do only they serve really Cinnabon? Are they serving no, Cinnabon? They, no, they mm. don't. They should. Mm-hmm. They should. Mm-hmm. They anyway, should. There should I, be some collaborative marketing there.
1: I digress a little bit here. So Beyoncé, who of course is Beyonce Knowles, who is married to uh to Jay-Z. Um, she has a tour that has been happening, the Renaissance tour it maybe hasn't gotten the press that taylor swift's tour has gotten but at one point she was on track to make more money if that's even possible than taylor swift on this tour i think it was going to make about 2.3 billion dollars mm-hmm. so beyonce is a big deal and um i think it's uh, i think i'm on safe ground saying she may have more Um, awareness in the African American and the black community than perhaps in white Colorado Springsville, where I live. (laughs) And again, I'm making generalizations. So, uh, but she is massive. And she is almost literally worshipped. And, you know, her fans are called the Beehive. um, And they, if you say anything critical about her, I literally was thinking, how am I going to deal with my criticism of Beyonce because fans have been known to show up at critics' houses and vandalize their houses? I mean, it's uh, it's the level, the intensity of veneration is massive. And so this is um, a concert that deals with some of her more recent hits. There actually weren't very many that I was familiar with. Uh, and And Beyonce puts on a staggering tour de force creative um, just eruption. This is like a volcano of light and sound and creativity. And I marveled at it, honestly. Um, I never thought I would see anything that would make what Taylor Swift did on tour look ordinary and fairly small, but mm. Beyonce pulled it off. And, um, and, and, There's so many shots of the crowd of people just weeping, just so much crying, tears of joy. And so I I really think that there is, encapsulated here, we see our hunger for transcendence, for meaning, for participation in a bigger story, for community. And Beyonce is very aware of that. She talks repeatedly about her sense of responsibility to use her influence to provide uh, an experience that gives people hope. But as you won't be surprised to know, that hope is really hope in emotion and hope in her. It's not hope in God. It's not hope yeah. in a Christian worldview. Um, and that's one of the things that I'll have to critique. Um, but there's also a very, very, very strong sexual um, undercurrent here. And she basically says, you know, your life, your passion, your freedom. Go for it, she has intentionally recruited people, dancers and performers who are everywhere on the spectrum the LGBT spectrum there's a huge segment of the movie that talks about her commitment to affirming that um, and so we get sort of the the raw essence of our cultural take on on sexuality and the other thing I was really really kind of shocked by this movie wasn't rated it's nr and nr means no rating or not rated um there were hundreds of profanities i mean Mm. it was really 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 vulgar and and very very sexual i mean there were times it feels like you're at a strip club so if you think of beyonce as oh that nice beyonce uh you might not have seen her stuff recently (laughs)
0: Well, and I do think that, you know, she talks about God on a fairly regular basis. Um, and yeah. there are people who imagine, right, that she is a Christian. But I think that that term, you know, when applied in this particular, to this particular person in this particular environment, that does not mean that what you're going to see or hear, would fall into the category no. um, that you understand as Christian. And so I think that that's no. really important to say out loud. It, it,
1: can, it, can I say gotta, one of the things, super quickly? Yeah. yeah. Me, they say a prayer before one of the shows and one of the dancers says, you know, mm-hmm. look, God, we pray to you or the universe or whatever your name is, you know, and so I think that that illustrates the universalistic bent that she and her retinue are are reinforcing here.
0: Yeah, Bob uh, Bob Castro on the text line says, hey, let's remind everybody she appeared as an Eastern goddess in a Coldplay video. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, exactly. No, no doubt.
0: No doubt. Um, a couple of quick, quick um, reviews here. Uh, maybe a thumbs yep. up, thumbs down on Wish.
1: Yeah. Uh, down. Thumbs down. Okay.
0: Very humanistic. And how about The Shift?
1: Anti-God. The uh, Shift's thumbs up It is a sci-fi take on the book of Job. It's sort of like uh, Marvel Super Heroes movie meets Job. <laughs>
0: yeah. All right, so a thumbs down on Wish and a thumbs up on The Shift. Whatever you're planning, um, you know, this weekend in terms of your media consumption, we'd encourage you to check out what's posted at pluggedin.com. Again, I want to encourage you definitely to check out the blog post on The Best of YouTube 2023. If you're looking for something positive for your kids or grandkids, nieces and nephews, like a thing that you could do with them or watch with them on YouTube, those are great places Um uh, a great place to get a list. So um, I'm going to be headed to Florida for a week with two of my grandkids. And so I'm going to make sure my phone is loaded up with quick links to things that it would be appropriate for me to sit and watch with them, um, because that's certainly something they're going to want to do. And so I want to be prepared to to um, to have access to resources that, um, you know, are are edifying and not offensive. So thanks for helping us do that every day, Adam. We really appreciate it.
1: You bet. Thank you.
0: All right, uh here quickly in other news uh Tesla's cyber truck mm-hmm uh apparently the first ten were handed over yesterday to people who've been waiting on them uh reservation holders during a live event hosted by uh, Elon Musk yesterday in Austin, Texas at something called the Gigafactory mm-hmm there you go it was a live streamed event um. Uh, And I will say that Tesla's Cybertruck is easily the most unique looking vehicle now on the road. Um, The body of the truck is bulletproof, but the windows, it's important to know, are not. Uh, Although apparently you can throw a baseball at them and it won't, you know, and the baseball won't come through the window. So there you go. I don't know who's out there living in a place where you need such a thing. But there you have it. It has an incredible towing capacity. Uh, apparently 11,000 pound towing capacity out towing the Ford F-150 Lightning Dual and the Rivian R1T Quad. I don't know. You get my point. It, it out. It has a towing capacity greater than a Ford F-350 diesel. That's pretty incredible because um, we have one of those trucks and it can pull a lot. Uh, it actually has something called beast mode. And when it's in beast mode, the... Um, this. Cybertruck by Tesla can outrun a Porsche 911 over a quarter mile while towing a Porsche 911. There you go. The videos are pretty impressive. Um, And I do think that, uh, you know, when we talk about the future of, um, of automotive engineering, we are talking increasingly about these EVs. And so maybe you live in a place like I do where there are literally parking lots full of unsold EVs Because, well, we don't have enough charging stations (laughs) for people to be able to charge them up, which leads me to this quick story. The city of Detroit has opened the country's first road capable uh, wireless charging so you can wirelessly charge your electric vehicle as they drive. Like right now, the challenge is that right now it's only a quarter mile long. Like, right, they just it's just for demonstration purposes. But they're demonstrating the feasibility of wireless charging while driving. So there you go. Uh, if and when that comes to pass in any meaningful way, um, then the possibility, I think, of moving to EVs you know, grows. There is an international climate summit going on called COP28. It begins in Dubai today, um, and that is an interesting uh, little factoid for you. Um, maybe one more here. Oh, okay, so you know the human genome, right? Well, apparently, over the course of time, in the United Kingdom, they have been growing what's called a biobank, a biobank of complete human genomes. So genomic sequencing. And there are now a half a million um, completed genomic sequences in the UK biobank. It's the biggest set of genetic data um, ever made uh, available to the public. And so I think we're going to see increasingly um, references to, to research that grows out of, um, that particular trove of, of information about human genetic material. Uh, I do always love that they, they always arrive at the same conclusion, which is that every human being on the earth today is derived ultimately, um, from one woman. Yeah. I mean, there really was an Eve. There you go. That's what I'll point to there. Now, uh, Now back to what most of us are dealing with day in and day out, and that is the challenge of being Jesus-y, right? Jesus says that we are the light of the world. I mean, he is the light of the world, and then he says, you are the light of the world because you're possessed of, of his spirit. And so we're supposed to be shiny, right? I don't know about you, but sometimes, do you feel like you've lost your glow just a little bit? Just things in life that throw shade on your shine? What can we proactively do to get our glow back? Kim Dolan Leto joins us next. Our friend Kim Dolan Leto is back. Fit God's Way is the book. Good morning, Kim.
2: Good morning, Carmen. How are you?
0: Well, I'm, I'm not feeling quite as shiny, maybe, as always, and I would like some help to get my glow back.
2: Oh, my gosh. I'm so sorry to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think a lot of us after Thanksgiving are kind of just like, oh, how do I, you know, get back on track? How do I? And the holidays are just so busy, and I think we put so much perfection pressure on ourselves that it really does dull that light that shines within us, which, of course, we know is Jesus.
0: Well, and it's the sneaky things as you um, as you describe. So maybe we should start with that. Like, what are some things that throw shade on my shine, as you say? I
2: know. I, I It's so funny. I'm doing this new Jesus glow series because we're so busy, and the whole thing is like six minutes long. But I think we need to just come to this rem- remembrance when we're like, you know, when you're stressed out. We need to re- realize like we are caring way too much about things that maybe a load we shouldn't even be trying to carry, right? We need to give that back to God. We need to stop caring so much about what people think or trying to make things look so perfect. And one of the biggest ones, I think, for women is that we often forget who we are in Jesus. Like, we subscribe Mm -hmm. to what the world wants us to be. And we're like, we need to just sit in His presence and remember that, like I said, like He is the light. You know, Matthew 5.16 tells us in the same way let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your father who is in heaven. I think people can see when you are tested and tried and going through something that when you can remain, you know, happy and joyful and see, you see that light in a person, you, you know, it's Jesus. So I think that's a good witness for us. And then also things that really can affect us this year is like getting in a loop of just eating unhealthy food and not drinking enough water and not getting enough sleep and not taking care of ourselves, like not you know, washing our faces properly, moisturizing our skin. I mean, I believe God cares about every single detail of our lives and that we should want to be excellent for Him because we're representatives for Him. And so when we, I love how Charles Stanley would always say, look your best, be your best, do your best. And that's kind of the whole premise behind this Jesus Glow series is that We all have him in us, and he is the light that shines in us, and that we should let him glow and stop trying to dull that. The world tries to dull it, but we shouldn't be a known participant in that. Don't you
0: agree? Yeah, absolutely. And when you talk about um, looking—I mean, taking care of our skin and taking care of this body that's a temple of the Holy Spirit, and, you know, so— if I look at what's available on sort of the, you know, the ongoing holiday buffet this time of year, it's mostly not healthy foods. But I could be the person that shows up with a vegetable tray when everybody else is showing up with high sugar, high fat items like to share. Like and and then I'm going to be more more likely to feast on those good things as well. I think the drinking enough water is is huge. Um, definitely the getting enough sleep. Like, I mean, we all know these things contribute to our physical well-being and our physical well-being contributes, you know, in such important ways to everything else. Um, I was thinking as you were saying that in terms of, like, moisturizing, like, I don't know if you've ever made the connection, but, like, when we're instructed in the Bible on, like, actually how to fast, and it talks about like, mm-hmm. wash your face, anoint your head with oil. That's, you know, that's sort of mm-hmm. the biblical version of moisturizer. Um, like, right? Like you're not supposed to look like a gaunt, pathetic creature, right? You're supposed to yeah, be- we're not even, Exactly. We're yeah. not even supposed
2: to tell people that we're fasting. Mm-hmm. We're supposed to rely on his strength within us to help us, you know, and, and exactly. We are not, we don't need to look like what's going on in the world. You know, we don't need to let that in because I feel like that is what is contributing to so much of this. And so much is just pulling ourselves up by our bootstraps. Like, you know, I remember my grandma saying that, and we do that by the power of God. We can't just assume that, you know, in our own, I mean, anyone who's been on a diet knows that willpower doesn't last. It's in the power and strength of God that we take care of ourselves. And you know, as far as like the buffets and the holiday stuff and all that, I just tell people don't eat the things that you can eat every day. Like if there's something that someone made that's homemade, there's nothing wrong with you trying, oh, you know, have a, a portion of it. Do you need to have sure. the whole thing? No. But I think what we get in this, um, we, we I want people to acknowledge, I, I, this is something that I've had to work on. There's this thing around Thanksgiving to the first of the year where people are just like, eh, I'm just going to like throw my health out the window. I'm not going to take care of myself. I'm not going to work out. I'm not going to drink as much water. Like I'm not going to focus on that. I'm just going to enjoy the holiday. They call it enjoying the holidays, eating whatever they want, but they then they don't feel well. They don't, you know, when you don't feel well, it affects everything. And so I'm just kind of trying to pull that back with that, the Jesus Glow series, like Let's let the light of Jesus shine through us. Let's make good decisions. Let's take the best care of ourselves for him because this is truly, I believe fitness is a stewardship. It's it's all about stewardship. It isn't about vanity. If it's about vanity, it's never going to last because you're just going to, you know, every diet that comes down the road, you're going to be like, okay, I'll try this. I'll try that. And you, there's never going to be any foundation of success, but Jesus is our foundation To everything. So whether you're struggling today with taking care of your skin, you're not drinking enough water, you're in that loop of just eating too much stuff that's not healthy for you, just get alone in his presence and remember that he is truly the reason for all of the holidays that we need to become grateful and focus on him and not all the Presents and food, and I just I I see the enemy so clearly here, don't you, Carmen? It's like let's just do everything we can to distract from Jesus. No, let's put our focus back on Him because He is truly what the holidays about are about, and and actually fellowshipping with our family and our friends and our loved ones. That's what we should be doing right now. We shouldn't be just like, okay, let's just eat everything we want and not take care of ourselves. And sadly, that's what happens. And I just want people to know that you can enjoy things, but you don't have to feel, you don't want to come to the beginning of the year feeling terrible, you know, and then promising. No, that's exactly right. That's yeah. Exactly every. Right. Jan- I feel like every January one, people are like, I promise I'm going to do it this year. <laughs> right. And then it's like uh, three weeks later, you're done.
0: So it's December we- the 1st. First- It is almost the beginning of Advent, which is the beginning of the Christian year. And so if you're if you're one of those people who says, you know what, I wait till the beginning of the year and then I hit the reset. I, you know, (laughs) I restart my commitment to um, to good eating and to hydrating and to good sleep hygiene, which is, you know, being sure that we're sleeping in a dark room, the right number of hours and getting sufficient sleep. If all of that is something that you're like, ah, I'll just wait till the beginning of the year. Well, guess what? The beginning of the Christian year is this coming Sunday. And actually, for a lot of folks, your Advent devotional calendar begins today on December the 1st. And so Mm -hmm. why not begin again today on this um, first day of December? Don't wait until the first day of January. Um, Start getting your glow back today. We're going to continue our conversation with Kim Dolan Leto here in just a moment. She's going to share with us some Bible verses that are going to help us control our emotions Are your emotions running a little out of control this time of year? Let's see what the Word of God has to say in terms of restoring um, our emotional health. That's up next here on Mornings with Carmen. Hey, I really like it that you listen whenever you want, wherever you are, at all times of the day and night. That is so cool. So thank you so very much for all the ways in which you support this ministry with your prayers and words of encouragement. Right now... In order for this podcast to be available everywhere all the time for everyone, I actually need your help. Could you support this podcast right now so that more people in more places at every hour of every day could hear about Jesus and grow in their relationship with him? Click the link in the show notes or give now at MyFaithRadio.com. And thank you so much again for listening to this podcast. Our friend Kim Dolan Leto is here. Fit God's Way is the book. KimDolanLeto.com is the website where you can find um, her podcast and links to all her social media. Um, Kim, what led you to just to recognize that we need a little reminder this time of year um, about what the Bible has to say in terms of controlling our emotions?
2: Well, one of the reasons we feel our emotions is because we want to be in control. But if we're honest, we have no control. We don't need to be in control. We need to submit to God and be under the control of the Holy Spirit. And I feel like that is the whole thing right there because aren't we always trying to be in control? Yeah. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> right?
0: No, no so I about,
2: think, yes, yeah, so I believe that in order to overcome these emotions of us trying to, you know, do it all in our own strength. And it's, we're so frustrated. That's always a good gut check is if you're frustrated, you're trying to do it in your own strength. So then we turn to the word and like Psalm 138.3 says, when you need strength in the day, when I cried out, you answered me and made me bold with strength in my soul. So there's so many scriptures that talk about strength in Jesus. Like if we're turning if we're walking in the power of the indwelling Holy Spirit, we 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 need to submit to that instead of trying to white knuckle it on our own, because that's mm-hmm. when the emotions go crazy, because we're frustrated, we're stressed, we're overwhelmed, and it's because maybe we aren't getting in the presence of God and relying on His strength.
0: There's definitely and a that, connection. Like, yeah, yeah, there's definitely absolutely. a connection between stress and spirituality and prayer and experiencing peace in real time. Like, there's no question about that. So you want to share with us some of the Scripture passages that you're leading us to focus on? Oh, yeah.
2: One of the big ones is when you struggle with past sin. 1 John John 1, 9 tells us, if we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. This Mm -hmm. time of year can bring up a lot of, like, family drama, family stuff, and we need to Take our sin to God and forgive others. Forgiving others is really setting ourselves free, right? Mm. Uh, this is a big. This is a big one when we feel insecure. I mean, you know, maybe your Thanksgiving turkey isn't as good as so and so's, or like it's just, you know, our emotions can get the best of us trying to be the best, right? So Psalm mm. one thirty, 130, one thirty nine thirteen through fourteen tells us. For you formed my inward parts. You covered me in my mother's womb. I will praise you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are your works and that my soul knows very well. And we can easily look at our children and say, oh my gosh, they're so beautiful. They're fearfully and wonderfully made. But we need to remember that that's how God looks at us. That's that's who we are. We are His daughters and sons. We are His His children. Another big one I think right now is when you don't know what to do. Maybe you're overwhelmed with the holidays. Maybe you have decisions, travel decisions to make. God is even there with you. James 1.5 says, If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God who gives to all liberally and without reproach, and it will be given to him. When you need motivation, you know, 2 Timothy one six tells us, Therefore, I remind you to stir up the gift of God, which is in you through the laying of my, on of my hands. Like, we need to stir ourselves up right now to motivation. Wouldn't you agree? We need to fan that flame. Other translations of 2 Timothy 1.6 talk about fanning the flame. And right now, we need to fan the flame to take care of ourselves. We need to stir ourselves up because we want to be our best for God. We don't want to just fall under the radar and shrink into the smallest version of ourselves, we want to let that light of God shine through us.
0: Amen. That's so good. Yeah. So this particular verse from Second Timothy 1.6, both the stirring up image and the fanning into flame image, um, anybody who has a, you know, a real fire, like, right, a a physical, like you're putting wood on the fire, you mm-hmm. know what this is talking about. So when you get up in the morning and you have to you you take that um you take that tool right there that poker and you fish out the coals that are still there under the ash and you and you pull them together in a little pile you're stirring you're stirring it up and then what do you do you bo- you blow on it a little bit until mm-hmm. those coals get heated back up and you can actually get a little flame going and then you can put wood on the fire and it will burn again. So that, that's the image there in Second Timothy one six. Like, let's stir that up among in our own lives and with one another. Because that, you know, that that the reality Kim, is that you encourage me. Like, right, the the heat of you as one coal um, gets me warmed up in terms of my pursuit of the of this good godliness as well. Well, thank
2: you for that. I I just want people to have hope, and I love how Romans fifteen thirteen says. May, now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace and believing that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. It is the Holy Spirit in us that accomplishes what we cannot do. He, produ- It's producing fruit in us, right? It's alive and active and produce it's producing fruit in us because a lot of people will read Galatians 5, 22 and 23 and say, yeah, joy, peace, you know, self-control, long-suffering, you know, all that sounds good. but." When we see that in our lives, that is the Holy Spirit producing it in us. It's not a perfection project. It's grace-filled. But look for the things in your character where maybe you've come up higher or you'd like to, because God is constantly changing you from glory to glory, and acknowledge that that was by the power of the Holy Spirit that that took place.
0: That is so good. If you're feeling um, the least bit, even the least bit hopeless right now, Romans 15, 13. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing that you may abound in hope by the power of the holy spirit. Kim, what a delight. Thank you um, thank you so much. Again, um, this this post, Bible verses to help you control your emotions, there's 22 of them. They're at kimdolanletto.com. Also the post there about how to get your glow back, that will get you connected to the Jesus Glow series that Kim is engaged in right now com. Kim, as always, thank you so much.
2: Thank you so much, Carmen. God bless
0: you over the holidays as well as all your listeners. Likewise. Likewise. What a delight. What a delight. All right. Um, quickly here, let's um let's do a Friday farm report. We're moving a lot of dirt. I don't mind telling you, we're moving a lot of dirt. Although it's raining today, so I suspect that the dirt moving activity will um will be on pause until further notice. But um, the kids needed, you know, topsoil on their yards and in their beds to, you know, to grow things. So, you know, we've been in the process of building these houses. The kids are in the houses. That is totally exciting. But, you know, they still around them still looks a little bit like a construction site because we hadn't brought in all the topsoil in order that they can, um, you know, actually landscape. And so that is underway. Obviously, like everybody else in the world, we're decorating for Christmas, um, which means that my house is a bit of a disaster right now, although our tree is up and it looks beautiful. So thankful for that. And then I will describe something that's been going on on our porch and in our laundry room. Um, although it was warm enough last night that we didn't have to repeat this, but it got really cold. I mean, for where we live. And we have two dogs that really don't have much fur, like they're just, they don't get winter coats. And so they, This time of year, they're basically like naked. And so um, I have been hosting what I'm calling dog parties. So the dog party moves to the porch, moves from the orchard to the porch at some point when it's warm up there or warmer up there. And then at night, it just, it moves to the laundry room. So there's been quite the dog party uh, ongoing um, at our house. And I wonder what kind of little parties you're having at your house as well. You can always keep me informed about what's happening where you are. The text line's always open 8779332484. Let me encourage you today. Let your light so shine before others that they might see your good works and give glory to God who is in heaven. Like let's be shiny today. And if you need some encouragement to get your glow back, spend some time in the word of God. The word of God is this incredible resource. Like we need to preach it to ourselves every single day. If you're lacking peace, then know that the God of all peace wants to meet with you. He wants to fill you. He wants to encourage you. So let's just read that Romans 15, 13 verse again. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace and believing that you might abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen? Amen. Have a great weekend and God bless.